Welcome back to another episode of the Cruise Conversations podcast. My name is Frank. And I'm Michael. And today's episode is number 11. We're going to be going through my European cruise and doing a quick preview. Let's jump into it. All right. Like Frank said at the top, today we're going to be previewing his European cruise. You know, this is an episode I've been real excited about because like I mentioned a couple times, I went over to Europe for my honeymoon and, you know, before I even went, Frank told me, because you've been to Europe before. Yeah, I did a little study abroad for six weeks. So this, this is going to be very different. Yeah, but you told me, you're like, oh, you're going to love it. You're going to want to go back. And it's a place I think about every day. So just remembering the trip and, like I said, wanting to go back and going to see new countries and new experiences and all that. So, like I said, excited to really talk to you today about your cruise you have coming up. So let's kind of just jump into it. So what kind of made you want to take on this med cruise this year? You know... My fiance has never been to Europe. Like I said, I you know I studied abroad. I, I spent some time in Italy, spent some time in Spain. We did Barcelona while I was there for six weeks. But my fiance has never been to Europe. And I was trying to be like, I, I really wanted another cruise. Yep. So I was like, well, you know, if we're going to go to Europe, why not try to see, you know, a couple different countries, you know, within a 10 day period. And we were like, I really kind of sold her on the thought that cruising is the most kind of efficient way to just get around Europe and you don't have to like unpack. We get really kind of stressed out. Like when we go on like a weekend trip, we, she's probably going to laugh when she hears this, but you know, with like unpacking and packing and you know, she always yells at me because I have clothes on the floor and stuff like that. So I'm like, just imagining like backpacking, it just wouldn't work (laughs) out well for us. Cause it's like, you've got your clothes and piles and you got to put it back in your bag dirty. Then you got to like take it back out and all that. So we're like one of the best things that we ever buy for cruises are like those hampers that pop up. I think we talked about that on a previous episode, but that's made our life so easy. But with the cruise, it's so nice. Cause you can see, I mean, we're seeing three countries. Yeah. We're going Italy, Greece, and Turkey. And so it's super cool that we get to see all those countries within one week. And you know, it's a great kind of taste test for her. And I had to be like, hey, where do we want to go back? Perhaps spend more time. I think it's just going to be a really cool itinerary as well. Nice. So tell us a little bit more about the itinerary. How did you decide on the itinerary and then the ship that you decided to sail on? Yeah. So we, I mean, I think the itinerary, we, we were looking between doing the one that you guys did, doing like the Western uh, Mediterranean. So starting yeah. in Barcelona, going into France and then, you know, finishing in Italy and then wrapping up. So we were kind of between that one and then going to, you know, this one that we're doing is starting in Rome, going south to, I'll just give you the full itinerary now. Um, We're going from Rome to Amalfi coast, Sicily, Mykonos, Santorini, and then Ephesus, Turkey. So it's a, you know, it's a lot of stops. It's actually a one way. I've never done a one way cruise before, okay. uh, which is really nice because you get a little bit extra stops in there. We finish in Athens. The only downside to this is you have to kind of make your way back to Rome. We're kind of flying in and out of Rome. So that was a little bit of a logistical thing. You know, you're going to have to gotcha. figure out that extra flight. Uh, but it wasn't, I mean, flying around Europe isn't too bad. I think it was like 200 bucks and you know, it's, it's worth it. Cause we, we get like six days and six different stops and we have one sea day, but we chose this one, I think because it had the Greece stops on there. Yeah. Scotty loves like the Greek culture. Like usually if we go to a new city, like she tries to find like that good, like authentic Greek food. And she really loves like the food and the culture. So really looking forward to just eating the food there and kind of just spending, you know, the, you know, the water looks gorgeous. The sunsets look gorgeous. Like we have full days in these ports, like eight to 10 PM, some of them. So 
just really looking forward to maybe not 10, maybe like 8 PM, but really looking forward to having like those 12 hour days in these ports and, uh, just exploring. And we got some really cool things planned. So, you know, we, we definitely aren't as excited that it's on an older ship with Royal Caribbean. It's on Enchantment of the Seas, okay. but that's sometimes you have to sacrifice, you know, itinerary versus ship. Cause some of these ports, you know, it's a little bit smaller than some of the ones that you went, went to on symphony. So, you know, it just kind of, sometimes it just plays out that you have to go on a smaller ship, but you know, the way I look at it, we're not going to be on, on there too much. You know, we're really going to be focused on getting off, having those long days and then coming back, kind of just having a place to crash, grab dinner, grab a drink or two, see a show and then go to bed. Yeah. And like you said, the best part of it is, you know, since you have the long days at port, just having it like the same place each night. It's like you said, if you were backpacking or whatnot, you're constantly on the move, but here you just get back on the ship each night. And like you said, you, you have your dinner, you go to bed and then you wake up and sometimes you're in a different country, you know, kind of going, talk, go, going back just a little, you said it's a one way trip. You're ending in Greece. Yes. First off, Greece seems super cool. I'm really jealous of that. I know Tara studied abroad there. Loved it. You mentioned flying back. So I know when we were on Wonder, we started in Rome, ended in Rome, flew over to uh, Paris afterwards, and then flew from there to the U.S. Was there a chance you could have flown out of Greece, or is it just cheaper to go back to Rome? I think the way that I booked it, I did Amex points. So I kind of looked at what is the best. Yeah, I looked at that as an option of, hey, can we just go from Greece directly and they're like the pricing just didn't work out as well we actually ended up using amex points it was funny i think i might have mentioned this to you but it, it just for those that are like points nerds real quick i ended up spending like i think it was like a hundred thousand points for both of us and maybe like a thousand dollars so 500 each fifty thousand points and that was like round trip from charlotte so we're actually going charlotte to um london on thursday and then going london to rome and on the way back we fly from Athens to Rome. We actually have a night kind of to like to kind of catch up because we didn't want to make it too tight on the back end. So we go from Athens to Rome, spend a night in Rome, and then we fly nonstop back. So kind of like gives us a little bit of break after the trip, not feeling like we have to rush back and do like the connection and like an international travel, like the same day we get off gives us like a little bit of a buffer there. But to answer the question, I think that, you know, we booked this because it was just a really good deal with Amex points and, you know, we just kind of jumped on it and yeah, it was, it just kind of gave us that extra flexibility on the back end, not having to like rush right out or have to deal with like getting a hotel in Athens on the back end for a day or two. So this worked out nicely for us. Yeah. And kind of like the other big difference with this being the one way. So for our crews getting on in Rome, half people got on in Barcelona. So our Rome day was actually the port stop for the people that got on in Barcelona. So now I know for you, you're getting out there a couple days earlier in Rome what, what do y'all plan before the cruise to do in Rome? Yeah, so we get into Rome this coming uh, Friday evening around like 5.50, like 6 p.m. Okay. So we're probably going to you know arrive in Rome, get settled in, unpack, grab some dinner. I mean, that day is going to be pretty tough. Like we're not going to – we have this app. It's, it's called Time Shifter. So if you ever travel internationally, download Time Shifter. It tells you like the first two or the first trip that you do is free, and then I think they start charging you. But you put in your flight information like when you're traveling like your actual like like your airline um you know number and all that and then it tells you when you should like sleep when you should drink caffeine and all this and it pretty much is like going there you just want to stay awake like it's like just stay awake we're going to be flying throughout the evening right so it wants us to stay awake and then when we get 
get there, eat dinner, and then we go to bed at like 9 p.m. So that okay. first night, we're just going to probably eat dinner and try to stay awake and go to, you know, go to dinner, make it to dinner, go to bed. The next morning, we've got a Coliseum tour nice. and Vatican tour. So that'll be really cool just to hit, you know, some of those museums and kind of the historic sites of Rome since it is such an ancient city. And so that'll be really nice. And then, you know, we actually don't have any dinner reservations. I was trying to research and I saw you can book some things, but I feel like we're pretty good with it when it comes to Google Maps and finding some some spots. I was doing some research and some of these places, y'all are like institutions, like 100,000 reviews on Google. I'm like, wow, I don't know if we even want to go to that place because it's like, <laughs> yes, it gets a great review, but why have so many people eaten at this place? So we've been looking at, you know, different reservations. Obviously those couple of days that we're there, we're going to just eat pizza and pasta. I mean, that's pretty much what you do and drink wine, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do that. And then uh, Sunday, we're actually going to go to Florence for the day. So it's about like a two hour uh, ride on the train, maybe 90 minutes to two hours on one of the fast, you know, high speed trains. And since we had a little bit extra time, I was like, well, this would be kind of cool to go north a little bit and uh, just kind of see a different city. So we're going to do Florence. There's a couple really cool, like, yeah, the Duomo and some of the other areas that you can kind of explore. And we may hit some shops. I know my mom wants like a Louis bag. So we may try to figure out how to get a Louis bag back to the States and avoid some nice taxes there <laughs> since it's, a, you know, it's got the duty free and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's really cool. And then, and then Monday we actually booked a e-bike tour. So that's the day that we leave on the cruise, but yep. it's at 6am. So it's 6am to 9am. It's an e-bike kind of a morning sunrise tour. And, you know, I think they actually like narrate the tour. You wear like headphones. So I, was, I thought that'd be kind of nice to get, you know, someone telling us a little bit more about, the history, but also doing like a really cool activity there as well. Yeah, that seems real neat. It's going to be an early morning. <laughs> I know, the early morning before we, because we we're thinking we check out at like 1030. So getting that out of the way in the morning, check out, and we'll probably just have a bar, something like really quick to grab and go or, you know, get something on the way back to the place after that and then head to the port because we've got a pretty early check-in time. I think we're like at 1030 or 11 a.m. check-in okay. time. So we're like, huh, at that point, we've pretty much done you know, Rome want to get there early enough to kind of get on the ship, get settled and all that. So let's talk about that. So I know Rome itself is about, about an hour from the port. How are y'all getting to the port? You're taking a train, you're taking a taxi, what you doing? Yeah. So we're going to take the train. I know we talked about it, you know, just on your recommendation. I think the train makes the most sense. We do have a lot of bags, which is one thing I'm, like, I'm a little bit concerned about. Everyone always says pack light, but for me and Scotty, that's just, we got <laughs> the drone. We've got a lot of things that we're bringing, a lot of clothes. It's, it's 10 days. I mean, at the end of the day, like it's a lot of, a lot of outfits where she was just asking me, she's like, how many outfits are you going to bring? And I was like, probably 10 to 20. I mean, you're going <laughs> to change more than once. But the thing about it is the you know, the ship does have like laundry you can pay for. And I think being diamond, you do get like a little bit of a discount there. I just, I know I'm just not going to want to bother giving them my clothes to wash and don't really feel like paying, you know, even if it's 20 bucks to wash clothes, I don't, I don't think it's worth it. Uh, I'd rather just have an extra bag and I, I'm probably going to bring back some stuff for friends. So maybe I'll bring you back a leather wallet or a leather belt if you're on your best behavior. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, they have all that, you know, there's people that are doing the leather shops and all that. So really looking forward to that. And because of that, we're going to need a little bit extra space in the luggage probably. So trying to factor that in. Nice. So let's talk about the room a little. You told me you roiled up. 
Yes. You want to kind of explain what that is and kind of what you had before and what you're doing now? Yeah, I think we definitely could do an episode just on like the what is the Royal Up or what is the upgrade program on some of the different ships and how it works. But essentially at a high level, you know, you bid on the room, you have your, your room you book, right? And then you've got, you know, this email that comes through and it says, hey, you know, there's no, there may not be rooms available, but if there were, how much would you be willing to pay extra to, you know, get into one of those rooms? So you go in, you say, Hey, if you're going to give me, let's say a balcony room, I mean, I was in an interior. So we're like, Oh, for balcony, it's worth a hundred dollars a person for a ocean view. It's worth $50 a person. You just kind of tweak the slider and it tells you like, Oh, this is going to give you a good chance or maybe like a medium chance or a high chance of, of actually succeeding. And I think we ended up with maybe spending like $75 extra person for the ocean view. So really, I mean, that should be really nice to have a ocean view. I do like, I will say I do like the interior. I, I feel like I get great sleep in the interior room. You know, it's dark. My only downside is I, I'm nervous that it's going to be loud on the port days because we're on like the port side and we're on deck three. And we did that on a, a previous ship as well. And sometimes like when they're putting down the gangways and doing all that stuff, like getting ready for disembarkation, it, it can be a little bit loud. So stay tuned on that. I'll let you know. Honestly, for this one, that would be good for you being in Europe, just to make sure you're awake and you're yeah. getting off the ship to go do everything you got planned. Because yeah. I couldn't imagine being in the interior here. And next thing you know, you slept a couple slept, hours than you were supposed to. Slept through Santorini. <laughs> Sounds like a book. <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk about some add-ons. Did y'all end up adding anything onto the cruise? Whether it was a drink package, dining package, Wi-Fi? Yeah, so we did add the Wi-Fi. I think okay. we added a one device, you know, the surf and stream. I think it's just going to be nice to, you know, post some pictures, plug. You can follow us on social media and we'll try to post some photos and videos of the cruise ship and all of that. Uh, but also just keep in touch with friends, make sure things back home are going well. But we really both said we really need to disconnect on this cruise. And so that being said, we think one device will be plenty. You know, we do get some free days with being diamond, but it's just like, it's going to be nice just to have if we need like, you know, Europe, we're not actually going to get any sort of eSIM and all that. So when we're off the ship, we're probably not going to have anything other than, Oh, like this coffee shop has free Wi-Fi, So it will be nice to have something, but you know, not having like full internet access for all the days, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, we didn't add a drink package on this one. They were really like trying to give it away. Like the prices were very good, you know, enticing, but we just thought we're not going to be uh, drinking. So we didn't get the ultimate beverage package, but we did, we did get a water package. Okay. So we added on some waters, just, we drink a lot of water bottles and, you know, we'd like to have some to bring on to the Island. We did book some excursions as well, both through the cruise line and through a third party. Okay. So we'll talk a little bit about that more in detail on on the back end of the trip. But, you know, some some of them were just like in Turkey, we booked more of like a historic kind of ruins tour. And then in Amalfi Coast, for example, we did a third party kind of skipper. And so it, he kind of takes us around on like a boat to some of the different kind of stops on the Malfi coast. And I think that we'll stop for lunch and do some swimming and all that. So that'll be really nice there. But I think at a high level, yeah, we booked, we did book a decent amount of, of uh, either excursions or add-ons, but we, we tried to stay, you know, what makes the most sense, right? Like the drink package for us on this one, we're not going to be on the ship too much. That doesn't make sense. Specialty dining on this one. I mean, there's only really chops grill and chef's table as well. So there's really only two options. And we're like, you know, we haven't done, 
a seven night cruise in a while where we've just strictly ate in the dining room. So I'm actually looking forward to sitting down and having that traditional dining room experience. It's funny, we were actually talking to Scotty's family this weekend and we were talking about the cruise and they're like, are you guys going to be you know, sitting with other people, like random people at dinner? And I was like, that's actually a good point. Cause I haven't, I've been doing like traditionally the my time dining uh-huh. and there, you know, you can go up and request, Hey, I, I want to be by myself. I feel like it may be a little bit more leaning towards the group dining for like the early and late seating, but I'm really hoping that we get to sit by ourselves. I'm not, not that I'm an introvert. I mean, I do like being around people, you know that, but after these long days, I just feel like trying to do small talk with random strangers. Like it's probably on the lower end of my like interests, you know? So I think it'll be a good, I think that'll be really nice to just go back to the specialty dining. Obviously they've got, they do have a park cafe situation up by the solarium and they've got the pizza, which is a great snack. And I'm sure we'll do some gambling in the casino and, you know, see some of the shows they have the love and marriage show, all of the, some of the really cool entertainment options that are on all the fleet, like the quest game show, which is really fun. So they have all those, you know, opportunities and we may or may not do it. We may just fall asleep after some of these days, but it'll be really cool to just be back on a longer cruise, honestly. And yeah, that'll be the best part. Like you said, going and having the long port days, but then just coming back and relaxing and enjoying your evening and really not having the stress. Cause like we said, you'll be at the next place the next morning, but I do got to say, I mean, 10 day cruise, the itinerary seems real neat. I think y'all are going to have a blast and I can't wait to hear about it afterwards. Speaking of after the cruise, the cruisemaps.com is a company that I'm really looking forward to working with. They actually, what they do is they take the satellite. So they use AIS satellite to every 15 minutes of your cruise. They basically look at that position and it builds this really custom map. And so I, I know Scotty and I have pretty much done a lot of the you know standard cruises where you're going to the Caribbean but we really want to get a product from this cruise that really shows this awesome itinerary like you were talking about where we were going three different countries within seven days. And so if you're interested in getting a cruise map, you can go to the cruisemaps.com. You can use our special code. It's CC, like cruise conversations, CC15 to get 15% off if you want to go get a map. If you've taken a really cool cruise or got a birthday or a gift that you'd like to get someone, feel free to leverage our code and get a map for them. What's really cool also I will add is they have two to three day shipping for anywhere in the world. So go ahead and take a look at that. And yeah, shoot us a picture if you get your map made custom. We would love to see that on Instagram. Awesome. Well, as we wrap up, Frank, I got one more question for you. What are y'all most looking forward to on the cruise? I think I'm really probably most looking forward to what I mentioned earlier, which was that Amalfi Coast excursion. Definitely probably one of the things that we splurged on the most, getting a private captain for the day pretty much and having him take us around and show us spots and swimming and all that. But those kinds of excursions are really appealing because you just get to sit back and just relax and be on the water and swim and eat great food. And it's going to be kind of like all encompassing and really hopefully we'll get to see a bit of the culture as well. Just getting to maybe see a couple of different spots uh, with, with along, like along the Amalfi coast. So I think that's probably the highlight. Uh, we're also going to Sicily, like I mentioned, which is really special because my family is actually Sicilian. We don't have anything planned that day, but it will be kind of cool to again, like walk around and see the culture and just enjoy, you know, a day of just being at a cool port and just getting to try, you know, coffee shops and food and just maybe pop into a couple of museums. So 
it's when I book cruises like this, it's always fun to have days like that also built in. So we're going from, it's going to be a really, you know, long day on the water to maybe we sleep in a little bit longer, but you know, we've got kind of like a build your own day. So I'm really looking forward to kind of that balance between, you know, being able to relax and unwind, but also learning a lot about cultures and, you know, trying new foods and, it's just, I'm, I think it's going to be really fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm even more excited to bring it back to the podcast and talk about it again in a few weeks on just how it all went and maybe what I would do differently next time. Yeah, I'm super excited too to sit down with you afterwards and like you said, just talk it over and get it out to the world. So with that, we're going to jump to some Q&A for the week. Frank, what do we have for the first question? Yes, our first question is, how long is too long for you to be on a cruise? My longest is 15 days and I loved it. Could have done longer, but 30 days. Could you have done the 185 days if money wasn't a factor, of course? Who? I'm not sure. So my longest cruise I've done so far is seven days. I've done a couple week-long cruises. I can do 185 days. That is too much. I don't even know a month long right now. I feel like maybe two weeks, 14 days may kind of be the max right now. I don't know. And it, it, it's not that I know I wouldn't enjoy it anymore. I think it's so much kind of the fact, you know, I do a cruise or two a year and, you know, it has a lot of hype built around it and I'm excited to go and obviously doing a bunch of research and all that. But I do want to just be something, you know, I'm always looking forward to and, you know, kind of like you said, don't want like the wow factor to rub off over time. Yeah, I totally agree. I think one thing I've been eyeing a bit is like doing one of the back-to-back seven nights where you're like kind of like you're mentioning where, you know, you do seven nights Eastern Caribbean. What's really nice if you do a back-to-back is you just walk right off, you walk right back on. It's a pretty easy process. And then you do a seven-night Western Caribbean. So in one week, in two weeks, you got to see, you know, St. Thomas, St. Martin, all of those great ports. And then the next week, you got to see, you know, Mexico and uh, Belize and all of that. So it's kind of cool to have both of those within a two-week period. And I think, uh, to your point, the factor, kind of like the wow factor of it, wears off. Like, I can never live on a cruise ship, but... If I did, yeah, once a month, that'd be super exciting because you always have something to look forward to or even once every couple months. I just feel like that fact that when you walk on, you just feel like so excited, so relieved. But 185 days straight, I would just be like missing home, honestly. Yeah. And like you said, if it is like once or twice a year, yeah, I could do longer ones or or if it was more like recent throughout the year, shorter ones too. So we've gotten a couple of the same question just from multiple different people. So we wanted to kind of summarize it into one question today. So thank you again for those that are sending questions in. Please continue to uh, ask away. We'd love to chat, whether it's a question or a comment or you're just thinking about booking a cruise and you want some recommendations. Like We'd love to do that. Uh, but the one that we've gotten a couple times now is what what are some of those top things that you look for in ships, whether it's the food or the dining or the new technology that's coming out, you know, what, what tends to be the deciding factor for you when you're going to book a new cruise, Michael? Yeah, I think when I'm booking a cruise, I mean, obviously food is a big thing that plays a part into it. Obviously the more complimentary food too, that you can just have throughout the day for lunch, I think is great. Especially as I've kind of dove into a little bit more specialty dining and dinner too at the night, just seeing what different options are out there among different cruise lines uh, and then even just like some of the nighttime activities going on, the different shows, comedy, that stuff going on. And lastly, I'd kind of just say that just the vibe of the ship itself, like the different bars that are throughout it, the lounge areas, kind of know some of the different cruise lines have the different theme zones on them. So I'd kind of just say like the ambiance and vibe overall of the ship. How about you, Frank? What What are you looking forward to when you're booking a new cruise? I totally agree on the dining options. I think that it's a priority. 
but I, I think it's more for me about the venues around the ship. So I really love like what you were talking about with, you know, some ships have central park, some ships have this specific like atrium. That's really cool. Like you're mentioning on, um, celebration. Right. So I think that that kind of intrigues me because it's like, Oh, this is a multi-purpose area. Right. So it's not a restaurant, but it's, you know, you've got multiple bars in central park or you have multiple restaurants in central park. And it's more of like, like you said, like the ambiance on the ship and the decor and the overall kind of feel definitely agree that food and like the options themselves are important, but if it's like going to be, Hey, what's the deciding factor? You know, it's, it's probably going to be what, you know, what are some of those areas on the ship that I feel like I would spend time on? Yeah. And obviously some of the shows and things like those are all important and technology and all the fun activities. But I think like activities wise, a lot of these ships are doing very similar. Same stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's like you have, you have singing, you have dancing, you've got, you know, there's some things like Virgin is doing like kind of like really cool uh, parties up on the pool deck in like, like late night kind of parties in the pool, which look really fun. We definitely, we need to get ourselves on a Virgin cruise. Maybe. Yeah, that's do. coming up. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think overall it's more about the, you know, like the ship vibe and the feel and kind of those areas where you are going to be spending a lot of time, whether it is like dining in those areas or uh, just kind of socializing or, you know, going to shows. And I think that's more important to me. So with that, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the cruise conversations podcast. Please follow us along on social media at Cruise Conversations. We look forward to seeing you back here next week. We actually have a special guest coming on. So we look forward to hosting that. And we will see you back here next Wednesday.